Hello and welcome to e-commerce uncovered. I'm your host, Matt Lady. Each and every week I get to talk with and learn from enthusiastic guests, freelancers, agency folks, in-house marketers, and founders, all in an effort to help you bootstrap your D2C brand profitably. We got two episodes a week, which will have you staying up to date on the ever-changing industry and learning fundamental concepts and tactics to apply to your brand. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is with the executive chairperson of Ventov, the creators of SEO Manager, Order Lookup, and the Clocked In Shopify apps. She's also the founder and CEO of Gavalo. They're reinventing the digital gifting experience. Rianne Butler, welcome to the show. How the heck are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. It is almost Black Friday, almost Super Bowl time, and we're just almost... Uh, Almost surviving, but we're thriving over here. So uh, we had to reschedule a couple of times and finally excited to actually hit record and it's working this time. So it is really, working. Really pumped. Um, so right away, we're going to start with a question from Twitter from a little while ago. Uh, Emmett uh, from uh, Twitter asks, why <laughs> commerce and not some other industry? Like how I just want to know like how and why you got into commerce uh, many years ago. Um, well, okay. So in the olden days, back when malls existed, I'm just kidding. Malls still exist. So I used to, my very first retail job was at the Gap. Okay. Let's go back further. My very first job <laughs> was bagging groceries at Abco, which no longer exists. It's now Safeway. Uh, and then after that, you know, I did some time as a girl on wheels at Sonic delivering your food um with roller skates and then after that my first retail job after i turned 18 i also like worked in kitchens and stuff anyways uh was at the gap and i worked the like my first uh winter in university i worked at the gap i loved that you could put together outfits and you would like sell you know oh well, you want the sweater with these pants and da -da -da. i loved that whole retail experience from there i worked in retail uh, out of Veda, uh, I worked in, I got to work my way up there. And then I also was an assistant manager over at Michael Kors for a while, opened a Michael Kors store in uh, Scottsdale Fashion Square. And I really liked retail. And then my very last retail job, which kind of feels full circle in a way, um, was my very last retail job was working as a makeup artist at a Bobby Brown counter in Nordstrom. And it was there that one day when I was working there, right, it was like after undergrad, I graduated in the recession, not a great time to graduate. And I uh, got, a, uh, got a call from Wells Fargo and they're like, hey, after nine weeks of interviewing, we're finally going to offer you a job. And then, <laughs> and then two weeks into becoming a banker at banker school, uh, Washington Mutual failed. So, I mean, that's like a, just a really great indicator into what, what's happened in my career. I, I kept working at Wells Fargo. I moved up really, really fast. Uh, became a small business banker, moved into leadership, worked retail banking, worked corporate banking, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, in 20, I don't remember the year, went to grad school. I got bored. I was like, I got bored slash I didn't want to be a banker anymore. I was like, this kind of sucks. Like I was good. You know, when you're good at something, but that doesn't mean you want to do it. That was me. It was like, I was like, I am a great banker. I am a great manager of people. I'm great at this. I hate this. And it's not that I hated leading people because clearly I do that now. It, it's the, it was just the banking culture. It just wasn't for me. So I left uh, and I ended up 
my I was writing papers getting published about you know I was like poli sci I wrote about terrorism and stuff like really applicable stuff to what we do now so I was writing papers getting published and then my friend Josh my co-founder at Ventov Josh was like hey can you help edit this book called Shopify Empire and I was like I mean how hard can it be I I I read about uh, torture all day. Like, this is going to be easy. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, this is actually really interesting. And also, I'm not up at night having nightmares about the way uh, Russia tortures uh, and commit war crimes, because that's what I said specifically. Uh, and from there, it kind of felt like a natural fit, right? Josh is an engineer. I came from, if you go back far enough, actual retail. Yep. And which is something I think a lot of people in e-commerce lack is yes. actual retail I'm experience. Sure, I'm sure that's so prevalent. I know I don't have that much at all. So I'm with, I understand. And, um, and bringing that like humanity, right. And not saying that Josh lacks humanity, but saying he's an engineer. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's, there's jokes, right. Like I, I also wrote a bunch of content and helped, you know, like when recharge was first starting out and stuff like that. And I'd be like, Oshin, what do you mean when you say this? Right. And it'd be a lot of like, Josh, when you say this, what are you trying to say? And I called myself like the engineer, uh, like decoder, translator. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was it. That's the really long winded version of how I got into this. And now I'm here 10 years later and I really like it. It really marries things I enjoy. It marries uh, technology, social sciences and retail. And I love retail. Yeah, and I never so, stopped loving retail. Like I, I, I kind of it's like, I kind of sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, like I'd do a pop up and be fun. <laughs> just of whatever, just like any product. Yeah, why not? Like selling things is fun, and if we lose, this is where I think people get it wrong. We lose track of it, right? Like it's like, oh well, it's all numbers and you know, KPIs, whatever. Well, what if we just create a, what if we make buying online, like buying in person, just on the internet, instead mm -hmm. of doing dumb stuff? I don't know. That's, I digress. No, no. Well, for now, that's great. That's a good intro, a good context foundation of where we're going to head. So uh, that's excellent. So I think that's a common um, trend, a common piece, a string that I've been having with conversations with people as I record this show uh, a couple times a week, right? Like people, oh yeah, there's these numbers and these tactics and these strategies, but the, you know, like something always comes back to like, just do what you would want to do if you were shopping in person. <laughs> or like, imagine you were in a store and you were trying to check out. Like, would you want something to like yell at you while you're waiting in line? Probably Thank not. You. So I would love to like get your uh, thoughts and opinions on all this stuff because that's that's a common thing I've been noticing and I've been experiencing about humanizing commerce and whatever, which is like in itself an oxymoron because commerce started <laughs> physically and in person and before internet and all this stuff. So um, what what's like? How has it evolved over the years? You got into this like a long time ago, and now it's 2022, almost 2023. How what what's the biggest change, or what are some big changes that have happened since when you first started selling online or helping people sell online to now? 
advancements and trends or consumer expectations or technology? What do you got? Uh, well, I mean, a lot has happened. I One, <laughs> I... Okay, so this is a really spicy take. I don't Ooh. like the gold rush on Shopify that much. Like, I'm all about entrepreneurship for everybody. I don't think... I see some folks and, like, you know, power to them. It's not my speed. Like, oh, I'm going to place 10 bit bets and see what works. These are people's... This is These are people's companies. I'm not betting with people's companies. I'm not over here trying to change gifting and to go out of business in a week. Like that's not it because mm -hmm. you you're making companies rely on you and you're like, Oh, I'm just betting on it. I'm not betting on other people's businesses. I'm betting on myself, but I'll win. And, and I have a really big problem with using other people's legacies in the way that they're building their small businesses, like us just using them as pawns. Like these are human beings who own small businesses. They are people. And it pisses me wow. off. Wow. Frankly, yeah. like I don't view things. I, you know, it's like, I've, you know, you get told like, Oh, Arian, it's okay to fail. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not okay to fail because if I fail, I hurt people and that's really not okay. I didn't get into this business to make a quick buck. Have I made money? Yeah, I've made money and it's been fucking awesome. But you know what? I didn't make money overnight. This isn't a get rich quick scheme. This mm -hmm. is something you go and you do the hard work. And if you make money, awesome. But you should be in this industry because you love it, not because you want to make money. It's wow. There's my, that's a very spicy take. I, but I stand love by it. Love it. No, I love that. Like uh, merchants are people. Why are we, they're not numbers. No. We get lost in the sauce and the code and the numbers and the KPIs and, oh, my ROAS and my, my MER and my K, uh, CPAs and my click-through rates, conversion rate. How do I, how do I squeeze more money out of people? It's just, it's just not the right way to look at it sometimes. No, it's like we are, and this is, I don't want to ever forget. So I, I interviewed when I was at Wells Fargo, I, I got promoted in record time from a personal banker to a small business banker. And I, and I, one of the reasons why, right. I'm like in this room full of men being interviewed on a panel interview. It's the worst. And I'm the <laughs> only woman in the room Ugh. And, and everyone does this, you know, they're like, why should you get this job? Right. They do that. And lots of people do They're like, Oh, what's my next step in my career? Why, by the way, Worst answer ever. If I'm interviewing you and you tell me that this is the next step in your career, I'm not hiring you. It is my least favorite thing to hear because a job, I don't know. It just, it's yuck. It's like, well, no, so you don't give a shit. So I said then, and I stand by it to this day, that small, small businesses are the backbone of American society and really the world. They make the world go round and you can, small businesses can take family from rags, families from rags to riches, they can build legacies and empires forever. And I want to support that like that. Oh, it makes me so pumped. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking, how can I help small businesses be more successful? I'm not sitting here thinking, how can I get more rich? Yeah, if I wanted to be richer. I'd be an investment banker. Yep. I got chills. And it's not just because it's cold. <laughs> like, that was, that was awesome. Like, I am a little chilly. But that was wow. I love that. That's, that's, that's what's up. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, okay. So more, more humanity, more, how can we help other people more yeah. about 
not and it's you're saying it's not okay to fail because if you as uh, Ryan and Govalo fail and let you you're letting all these other brands down, all these other small business owners and their families down. Yeah, I I feel like I have a moral obligation to succeed so that other people can continue to succeed, and I'm building technology that will forever change the way they do business and help them make more money. If I make money in the process, that's awesome. I hope I do. I have investors who might listen to the show. Like my goal is to make money. My goal is to take Gavala public. Like I don't get me wrong. Like this isn't, I'm, this isn't a charitable endeavor, but in the end, like failure is not an option. And I, and I, I think that there's this, this like concept in venture back companies, especially where it's like, Oh, it's okay to fail. It's okay to fail. I've had all these failed companies. Fuck that. I've had none. <laughs> Fuck that. I've had none. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> if you're holding a mic, that's when it'd be dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. So think less about uh, maybe your own personal success selfishly I and mean, keep other people in mind so that it's because it's an ecosystem. Like you can't win without the merchants. The merchants can win can't win as effectively or at, at scale without the technological partners like Avalo yeah. and these and other apps. That's just kind of yeah. how Shopify has been created. And you've got to check your ego at the door. Like nobody is God's gift. Like, first of all, I can't remember who said this. I think it was Larry Page at Google, but I'm probably wrong. Like we're not curing cancer. No. Um, <laughs> But we might impact people's ability to feed their families. And I do take that shit seriously. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's like a little bit of kind of, kind of column both there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, you're getting, is this a Monday? I, yeah, you're getting me on a Monday. You're getting full Rian on a Monday during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I haven't stopped working for like 18 days or something in a row. But that's part of this. This is, again, it's like, this is, if you're a founder of a company, that powers other companies during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Like I have Josh at my house right now from Ventov. Like I'm gonna, today I'm probably gonna work like, I don't know, 15, 18, 19, I don't know, an amount of hours because, you know, we're planning. So Ventov, like we don't do as much business at this time of year, right? Because mm -hmm. like if your SEO is not done by now, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, mm -hmm. Order, look up app that that does business that we do a lot of volume last year we tracked something like 14 million orders over black friday cyber monday wow and and our time tracking app we just have to make sure it's stable right but people aren't like making those infrastructure type changes so we're gonna meet today have lunch and, and chat and then you know where's Gavali? like we're actively onboarding merchants like nonstop right now yeah and it's, it's gift, gift cards. yeah it's gift giving season gift buying season um Wow. Yeah. And this Gavalo uh, came about within the last two years, I believe. Yes. Yes. And that so what what led to that inception of Gavalo? Like gift cards, gift cards and like physical gift cards, as you know, I'm sure you gave out plenty in your retail days. Oh, like, my God. They have, they have, the, yeah. As a concept, they've been around for a while. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have some. I, yeah. Why, I have a whole. Bought mitzvah. Uh, she's about to turn seventeen. The stack is over here. Ha happy birthday! Uh, I like. Her. Uh, yeah, four years ago, you know, she uh, did her, you know, did her bat mitzvah thing, and yeah. 
Uh, now she's like, we always joke about it. She's like, when can I spend the gift? Like some of these brands don't even <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to give her money. Um, but so basically what happened was this. Um, do you know Deb Mecca? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was on the show about a few weeks ago. Okay. So I've known her, like I met her at the first night. Yeah. I don't know how many years ago that was. Who cares? Seven, eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today, I was on the phone with another founder, and I was like, I was like, yeah, so like when I was 19, and then I was like, so 18 years ago, and I was like, <laughs> I don't like that for myself. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to buy her something for her birthday. I, she doesn't even know this. I was trying to buy her a gift card for her birthday. Must have been her And the gift card got sent to me. Right, because that's the Shopify native gift card experience, and I was like, "This is trash." And then I forwarded it to her, and I texted her, and I just was like, "Why isn't anybody solved this yet? Like, what?" And then you know, for the folks who have tried to solve it, it's like very, it doesn't look like it's wrapped in the brain. It's not developer friendly. It doesn't do all the things. It doesn't really help with conversion rate. Conversion rate matters for the merchant. Uh, and I was like, "It's got to be better than that." And so I started building alongside my former co-founder uh, this product and uh, she was really jazzed on it. She's no longer with the company. Um, and we started building this, this excellent company uh, and started really thinking about the why behind gifting. Why do people gift? Uh, why don't they gift more? Why does gifting, why do gift card, why does gift card redemption suck so much? You know, 47% of all gift cards go unredeemed. But that's at Cavallo, in our year one, 68% of all gift cards have been, redeem have been redeemed, and that's just year one. So it's like, you know, there's like multiple things to solve here. And this yeah. isn't just a simple feature. This is, mm -hmm. this is a product, and this is a platform. And so really we started talking about gift cards, but uh, after she left, I started thinking more about, like, let's go big. Like, let's use this as a wedge into a much broader market. Gift cards are a $550 billion industry by 2025. Uh, Gifting at large is a $2.7 trillion industry by 2027. Well, I, I am responsible to my investors while I'm like, fuck making money. Also, though, I am yeah. responsible to the people who, who gave me money. That, that, yeah. that is very real. Um, and to, going after a $2.7 trillion market is always going to win over going after a $550 billion market, especially if you're laser focused and you're really strategic about it. So, so that's how we've come to be. We have some really good brands on our platform. You know, we've been able to have, we have some of the D2C darlings like Brightland, Baboon to the Moon. We have some household names like Mikasa, GQ, Allure. Wow. Uh, we really run up and down. And, you know, and then we've got like little, little brands. But, oh, you know, a fun brand that we have, you know? Okay, Neverwatch nailed it. Anyways, Jacques Torres is a very famous chocolatier and he's on the show. And we power Jacques Torres chocolates, and I'm so amped about it. Because <laughs> he's, like, a very famous chocolatier, and I'm a food nerd. So I'm, I just, I totally am that person who's, like, when I get to meet, like, a famous chef, I'm like, you are famous, and you are such a master at your craft. Like, they are just incredible. Um, so incredible at what they do. So, yeah, that's, that's what's up with Gavallo. Super excited. Uh, we're just kind of getting started. We are fundraising, but that's just like the story of every VC-backed company's life.
Okay, so now we know why gift cards, how gift cards, how big the market is, how big the gifting market is. And we know you're hungry, you know, you're wanting to help people. So now, Rianne, how can we start to, where do we start with gift cards? If someone's listening is like, oh, this sounds great. I checked out Kavala's site while I was listening. This is cool. Or any other app, but obviously yours. Yeah, but probably mine. How, probably yours. What, where, like, where do we start? Where do we begin? Like, you can't just throw up a gift card on as a product, right? No. And just expect it to work. No. It's like building okay. a Shopify store and expecting people to come. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if I'm going to quote, is it Sound of Music? Let's start at the very beginning because it's the very best place to start. Uh, so you need to put a gift card on your – first of all, it's got to look good. Uh, you can upload your own images. I would recommend personalizing it. Always wrap your brand whenever you can. With Gavaldi, you can also change the language. So you can add your own language in, which is also really critical. And, you know, so instead of it saying who's the lucky recipient, make it reflect your brand. That's something I'm really bullish on. Uh, I would also put it in a really prominent place on your store. So I wouldn't just bury it in your footer. I would put it bang, right? Especially going into holiday, put it right in your header. And that that's where I would start. And then uh, I would also, when you're doing your drip campaign uh, for emails, I'm not an email marketer, but start talking about it now and start talking about shipping deadlines now. Like I know it seems early, uh, but Europe's going to have an energy crisis. And if we don't think there's going to be supply chain disruptions because the the pat, like things aren't as bad as it was last. Last year was really bad. Like we don't want to benchmark badness off of last year. Like the supply chain still sucks. So yeah. make sure that you're really communicating around shipping times and why gift cards may be better. And plus for folks like maybe you know kind of well, but you know, it's also like the more green friendly thing to do it's more you know if if you send a gift card as opposed to sending a physical good that has to be returned this is what this is you're going to optimize for that too so it's a really long way of saying just put it in your home your header bar header bar start talking about it send it in the email okay and personalize it make it look pretty make it look branded yes so then how how do how do we go about treating customers who buy with a gift card versus not a gift card do we treat them differently like is there different data that comes out from people that purchase this way yeah so with gavala we actually track how many outstanding gift cards you have how much rev and then how much revenue you've generated from said gift cards so we track the aov of every gift card related transaction our aov uh, with a gift card gavala related gift card uh, increases by 75 dollars so, but you have, there's like a way to do that, right? We have our Clavio integration, OmniSend in- integration, and Drip integration. So you really want to get going with those flows and make sure it's like, hey, like segment them out. Like these, these folks are different buyers. Now, maybe they've bought from you before. So you have some information about their buying history. Maybe they're brand new. Also separate those out, right? Like, hey, we have a history. We can market to them. Hey, this is a brand new person whose information is new to us. That's great. That means you just acquired a customer for $0. Awesome. Zero party data for the win. And and 
you know, and, and you can even reward them for that and say, Hey, because you have a gift card, you know, and also remind them that they have the gift card. Cause we forget, we forget that we have gift cards. We're human beings. Gavalu seeks to change this in the future, but right now, you know, this is what we have done is partner with, with those three platforms. So remind folks. And then if you already have data around them, uh, say, well, you know, you bought these pants, I don't know, last year, uh, you know, what would be awesome with said pants that you have bought and we know you have bought this outfit it's like gap you know i was talking to you about like oh well like hey there's this whole out this is like you already know half of the customer's outfit or wardrobe tell them what to pair it with or mm -hmm. you know uh, we we are really heavy and a lot of food and bev companies use us so it's hey if you're a new customer let's say we're gonna use cookies as an example new customer okay well let's say we know that most new customers try our chocolate chip cookies okay so that's what you're gonna sell but to your existing customer, you're like, actually, our existing customers tend to prefer the more non-traditional, whatever a traditional cookie flavor is, non-traditional yeah. cookie flavor. Let's offer those. Like, I, I there's just a lot of really kind of intuitive uh, selling you can do here. And then I would also say to your folks, who are, this is like a, kind of down downstream a little bit, but who are your power users? Say, hey, we'll give you a discount on gift cards. So you can send gift cards to your friends because you're such a fan of our brand. Right? Why not? Instead of paying additional Facebook tax and Google tax to acquire mm -hmm. customers, just tap into the people your who already love you. Existing customers is the first thing you learn. Well, I had a mentor back when I was a banker. And one of the things that he told me was, Every day, do five outbound calls, like five cold calls, um, five warm calls, ask for reviews, or not reviews, that would be for, for Shopify, ask for referrals, and then you would have, at that time, walk-in, right? So, like, in a Shopify instance, you've got your warm leads, you've got your cold leads, you've got brands who already love you, so you can ask them for things, or if you are the Shopify merchant, You've got people who already love you and are super fans of you, make them love you even more, reward them for giving out gift cards, which by the way, is gonna return way better ROAS than a Facebook ad, which sucks. Uh, and then, you know, of course you're gonna have people who just come in off the street or off the Google. Off, is, off the googly loo, yeah. Off the Google, which is why you use Ventoff for SEO Manager. So you are on the front page of Google because that's where you wanna yes. be. Yeah. Okay, so it's just, it's not just, I, I don't like using, it's just that simple, but it's trying to maximize uh, what you're already doing. People are already buying and loving you. You have a certain amount of VIPs or super customers. And so you're saying, discount, give them a discount on gift cards to help uh, diversify your traffic, your leads, cold, warm, etc. And they're more likely to tell them, their friends, their family, whoever, on their followers on social about you in a way that is not going to be as business and brand-like because they're, they, they, they're, they know the products well. Yeah. Or it'd be like, hey, if you send three gift cards, we're going to give you one. Wow. Send three gift cards, we'll give you one. Or send two. I don't know. Whatever works yeah. for you. Whatever you know, metrics make sense for your business. It just yeah. And especially when you know that the that you're making money on every deal. 
you are going to make money on this transaction. And if it's a super customer and you give them a gift card, it's like, this is why Old Navy and Gap, they all give out like in Sun, they give out like in Banana Republic, like banana bucks or whatever. It's so you come back and guess what? People come back and they transact off of it. Like wow. I, we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just making it digital. You're making it digital, more accessible, less friction and yes. more fun. <laughs> and yeah. more personal and more personalized not Way more like personal. you said oh i i ordered a gift card i get it in the physical mail and then i have to that's that's a that's annoying that's a nightmare that's obnoxious yeah that's a nightmare like please don't send me a physical gift card no unless it's like for to cartier like i would take it you know everybody <laughs> um if you want to send me a cartier gift card i will gladly give you my address but They'll send it to you. They don't want to send it to them first and then to you. That's that's the, that's the solve. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're going for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So then what – is there a certain category or a certain kind of product or size of brand? Like when does it start to make sense for brands to start doing gift cards? Or is it should it be is one of your promotional strategies or levers to pull kind of any time? that you have resources for it. Yeah, so anytime. So we do have a plan that's an essential plan. So they, they get charged more per gift card issuance. But, you know, we've got brands that are doing 10 grand a year up to brands that are doing hundreds of millions of dollars a year. So we really run the gamut in terms of brands that are utilizing us in, in different ways. And some folks that are performing the best, frankly, are the smaller brands because they're more willing to innovate. So for a brand, a smaller brand, say we're under, we're around one to 2 million a year in annual rev. So you've got some traction. You've definitely got yeah. plenty of customers, but you're, you're still relatively small in the, in the grand scheme of, uh, commerce. So if someone got to this point without gift cards, how would you recommend they get started from that point versus I kind of get earlier asked just generally, I want to kind of dial in to a specific, this revenue range. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would first ask yourself if you're, if you're that merchant, ask yourself, why haven't you issued gift cards before? And if you're like, well, because the Shopify experience sucks. I'm like, yeah, I agree. That's why we built this. And if you're like, well, the other things are too expensive. Yeah, I also agree with that too. Um, and if you're not issuing, it's not just gift cards, right? Like we also power giftable subscriptions, giftable products. We just started uh, supporting corporate gifting. If you're mm. not offering a giftable option to your customers, especially around the holidays, but really year round, you're leaving money on the table because they're going to go somewhere that does. So you don't know. That's the thing. A lot of it, well, we're doing great and we've never done it before. How do you know? Like, what if you could increase your sales by 30%? You're, you're going to tell me you're just going to leave that up to chance? You're not even going to run an experiment? Right. Give 83% so, of all Americans will give a gift card this year. We'll Fif give a gift card. We'll give a gift card this year. And over 55% of every person's holiday budget is for gift cards. Huh. And you're telling me you don't want to offer gift cards. Like to me, it's wild. It's like, again, small businesses are in the business of making money. That's why they exist. Yeah. More money. You can make more money. Wow. 
okay, so uh, you got my wheels, my head spinning with some of these stats and ideas. So giftable subscriptions or giftable products, these other things you mentioned, how does that work onto your site? Is it a new SKU or is it within the same SKU? Say I wanted to gift this shirt. Uh, do I have to go to a different page and then gift like buy that giftable shirt or is it on the same page? So for subscriptions, no, same scale, same with same with the uh, product or giftable product. Uh, giftable subscriptions, the part that is that people really love about it is you know t typically if I was to gift you a subscription, I would own the subscription. You wouldn't own the subscription. Therefore, like if you moved or you needed to skip a month or like you'd have to ask me, it's really weird. What if we're not friends anymore? I don't know. It's like a really awkward, shitty situation. Yeah. So we fix that. It handshakes over. And the way giftable products work is I'm like, okay, I know you like hats. I don't know. And so I'm like, hey, I bought you, I picked out a hat for you. Uh, hats are a bad example. No, but no, they're not a bad example. Because then you'd be like, okay, I want this color because I have enough blue hats. Mm -hmm. the end and you get an email being like Rian bought you a hat from x brand and then you'd be like okay cool and you get to like that means i don't need to know your address you know all those google forms that are getting passed around at this time of year yeah that are like hey i need your address so i can send you presents and i'm like i have so many branded gifts i don't need any more but whatever i'll probably fill it out okay so like wh what if you didn't have to do that and you could just send it and that person could then fill out their information. You still get to collect the data. You just do it in a way that isn't a Google form or a type form. Yeah. Or wow. a HubSpot form. Okay. So then I want to go back to the subscription, which is, uh, I've like, oh, I bought you a year subscription to Audible, right? Like, and you want to listen to books and shit. I don't want to keep paying that for the rest of my life. I just bought you the first year. Right, right. So, so what you're saying is after... Can you set the amount of time? Is it after the yep. first purchase? Is it, it's it's customizable. Of, it's customizable. So it's of like the based, gift. Wow. It's based off of frequency, right? So let's say I bought you six months to, I don't know. Yeah, Audible. Um, I bought you six months to Audible. What you would do is you would put in your own information, including your billing information. And then the, what we're advising our merchants to do is to start a drip campaign like hey you have two months left or three months left on your subscriptions you have two months left on your subscription one month left don't forget you can toggle on your subscription because we already have your credit card information so just click it so that there's no loss in uh the, or the next order if it's a physical product and yeah. it's uh if it's deodorant your next deodorant isn't going to get delayed because yeah. you've You've accepted toggles at all. Exactly. Like my daughter loves Owl Crate and Book of the Month. Loves it, loves it, loves it. But sometimes she's, she skips. She skips it and she'll save. She'll like do it so she saves more because she knows she's going to get another subscription. Like she gets one every, wow. you know, like people do things like that because they're hoping they get another subscription. But what if they don't? That's fine. Mm -hmm. So I digress. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Uh, so say you did gift me that hat. And you're like, you sent it to me. And then I fill up my information. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you gave me a blue hat. But as I'm wearing a blue hat, I have like 12 blue hats. And I could really use any other color but blue. Can I then swap which hat I get from you? Question mark? It depends. So if it's like a skew with variant, like, so if it's like a product and there's all, you know, 20 variants, yeah. yes. 
but not a different skew entirely. Not yet. Not yet. Yet, TM. Not Soon. Yet. <laughs> Soon. Yes. Yep. That's cool. No, that's that's like we do that in store. We do that in store. You go back, you return this stuff. You're like, oh, I want to swap this out. It's so, yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, most stores, some stores, like, oh, you have to return it within a certain amount of time yeah. and these Got conditions. Twirl around whatever. and yeah, do a dance and sing a song and uh, have the receipt. The... And you're like, oh, I don't have that. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> you still printing receipts? Hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So no, this seems like it's just translating physical commerce online and it's like i hate not hate but it always catches me uh it's just commerce and it's physical like there's physical and there's digital but it's still just commerce it's just it's all the retail in the that end. happening yeah exactly wow okay cool um okay so i got another question from twitter Okay. Uh, your uh, co-worker, co-founder, uh, or CTO, Rob Shipway, was talk was trolling you a while back about pop-ups. And he literally just said pop-ups, question mark, and then I emoji. So, like, I want to, like, I want to hear this, your, what I assume is discussed for pop-ups. Yeah, so I don't, I have mixed feelings about pop-ups. Okay. It's predominantly that I hate them. Um, also, Google hates them, which is really like what to me is important, right? Like you're trying to get found on the internet. Don't put something that is stopping you from getting found. That is so silly. And it's also like this, okay? Imagine me walking into Nordstrom, having a great time. La la la, having, right? Got coffee in my hand. What if someone was like, stop? Don't enter. You have to enter your information right here or you can't go any farther. And then to X out, you like have to like do a dance around it. I'm like, fuck this. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spill my coffee. I don't want to spill my coffee. I, I'm over I it. I don't want to put it down. Like, I just want to keep walking. Yeah, I want to keep walking. And so there's there's a real chance that people just bounce. Like uh, now, accident intent pop-ups, fine. If you've been on this, the page for a while, sure. But why... Why the full screen? And why right away? Why right away? And also it takes you, like, what if I'm clicking on shit? Don't stop me from adding things to my cart. That means I'm shopping. Yeah. That's like the, that's when if, you, if you're in real life, right, at Nordstrom, you're like, oh, I just, girl, I love that shirt. You know, do a well with it. Come on, let's go to shoes. Yep. What no, are you no. doing stopping me from shopping? I want this shirt. <laughs> Like the goal is to get people to put as much stuff in their cart and to check out. Do not interrupt them while they are shopping. That is the end. Yes, he was trolling me. It's because I said death to pop-ups like five years ago. And uh, I, I still pretty much stand by it. Yeah. No, I, I as a consumer, find them usually pretty annoying most of the time with like, how they're implemented. So That's the thing is they can be implemented correctly. Of course. Yeah. They just most often are not. Like, I feel like, here's the thing, merchants. I know how frustrating it can be. I know that it's hard. Adding more stuff to your storefront does not mean more people will check out. <laughs> the spinning wheel thing, crappy converted lead. You don't want those leads. You just don't want them. The more stuff, uh, it's just, and I'll slow it down. And then, and then your core web vitals are going to get hurt. No, no, time out. Yeah. I digress. Okay. Uh, get my blood pumping on a Monday. Jeez. Yeah. 
pop-ups, blood pumping, uh, pumping pop-ups. Okay, last one from Twitter is from Mr. Snackboy Nate Rosen himself. Oh, yes, Mr. Answer Rosen. asked a, f- a while ago when we originally were going to record, how do you see e-commerce pivoting over the next 18 months, given the state of the economy and push towards retail? Ooh, I mean, I know that we're building for it. Ooh, you're building. <laughs> whoa, you're building for it. I know we're building for it. I think it would be ridiculous to assume that the growth that we have seen over the past few years, post or since COVID has happened to us, right? I'm not going to say we're post pandemic because we're not. Um, but the growth that we've seen during the pandemic, during lockdowns, are, is not going to continue. Uh-uh into infinity that's not how fine that's i don't know why it was modeled like that that's just not real like it 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 doesn't make sense so yeah we're gonna see a decline in e-commerce as people go back to buying physical goods how do we make sure that everything is backwards compatible how do we make a seamless experience going in and out of physical stores i encourage brands to do little now, that's the kind of pop-up I can get behind, doing physical pop-ups. Do it. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm really excited about this return to physical. I think we're going to see some really cool cool stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of innovation in the space. And I think if people aren't going to innovate in the space, uh, they, need to, they need to rethink what they're doing. Because betting on, look, e-commerce is going to win in, it will win. It already has one. Uh, that doesn't mean people won't still physically shop. Don't mm. forget that people are real. There's humanity in spending. There's humanity in buying. And to, and to Nate's point, probably, and, and what he was asking, regarding the recession, people still give gifts in, in, a, in a depressed economy. That's known. It might be a smaller gift, but they will still give a gift. They will give a gift before buying something for themselves. So. Love it. Great answer. Yeah. That was a great way to start uh, to wrap things up. So anything uh, that was on the top of your mind uh, besides all your spicy, amazing takes today or things you've been working on lately, trends you've been seeing or any last words you just wanted to like let out into the into the phone, microphone? Um, last words I want to let out into the microphone. This is very spicy. Actually, I don't know if it is. Uh, I feel terrible for all of the people that are involved uh, with the FTX uh, debacle. I hope that everyone listening's money is safe. I think what happened was predatory. It defied all banking rules. Uh, The loan deposit ratios were atrocious. And I hope that this means there will be more regulation, regulatory stuff happening in crypto. I've never been bullish on crypto, but I know a lot of people are who are listening. And I, I'm sorry if you've been impacted by uh, people's reckless abandon with your money. Lovely. I, I, I hope that as well with, for those folks. that yeah. it's, it's been insane to, uh, and wild to uh, follow along there. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 it's close... I still say e-commerce. People think crypto sometimes. Like it, they're they're like whether whether you like it or not, they're sort of combined together depending on who you talk to. Yeah, and a so. lot of brands have had FTX, but we did not. I'm very bearish on crypto. Uh, very very bearish on crypto, probably because I come from banking. 
yeah. or traditional banking. But I just a lot of brands have have uh, FTX exposure, and it's oh god. I mean, I hope he goes to jail. I uh, I shouldn't. Have, uh, no, I mean it. Like I, I, you can't do that with people's money. We yeah. have FDIC insurance in banking for a reason. You can't reason. have over a certain like their loan to to debt ratio was like, uh, it's just absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. They didn't have enough depo- or sorry, loan to debt, loan to deposit ratio. They didn't have enough deposits on hand. That's like literally banking 101. How do you make a loan? We have enough deposits to offset it. Oh, what? It should never be two to one in the opposite direction. I digress. I appreciate all of your, uh, <laughs> all your takes, honesty, transparency, and fun. Uh, really appreciate your time and for sticking with all our technical issues. So uh, where do you want to point people to? Where do you want to send them if you, they want to talk to you about Ventov or Gavalo or pop-ups? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Rian Katie, R-H-I-A-N-K-A-T-I-E. You can find Gavalo at G-O-V-A-L-O.com. You can find Ventov at V-E-N-N-T-O-V.com. You can address all uh, hate mail to uh, the circular file in your house. And um, <laughs> besides that, um, yeah, that's really that's really it. I'm on the internet. I'm pretty easy to find. But if you send me a LinkedIn message, there's like a very high chance I won't see it. So please just send me a Twitter DM. I will yeah. more than likely see it there. Awesome. Twitter, not LinkedIn. Rand, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. I enjoyed talking with you and getting to know more about gift cards. Thank you for uh, having every- me. You bet. Everyone else, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Go ahead and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I love being able to do this, continue to learn and meet people in this industry. Every rating, review, and episode you share with a friend means so much to me as I'm bootstrapping this show as part of my media brand, High Key Geek. If you haven't checked out my other show, Brand Builders, you should. It's with myself and Tom Brown and Richie Mashiko. Two times a week, we talk in a much more casual setting, and we think out loud, we brainstorm, and we share our lessons as we continue to operate and run businesses in the DTC space today. We're not, we didn't exit, we didn't just consult and advise now, and we don't, we're in the trenches as we, like every day still. So we're learning in real time and sharing it with you as we go. That's Brand Builders on High Key Geek YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you find your podcast. Catch you next time.